seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Hi, and welcome to the Marketing Essentials Podcast. Our unique team helps small businesses grow by providing essential marketing expertise. Hello, and welcome to the Marketing Essentials Podcast. I am Bill with W. Palmer Photography. I'm Justin of Justin Kerr Design. And I'm Alicia with the Spark Social. And together we make up the, the Marketing, Marketing Essentials, Essentials Team. team. So today with us, we have a guest, Suzanne McDonald. And Suzanne has a long and varied uh, resume. So I'm just going to, as a way of introducing her, go through some of the items on her impressive resume. So she has a journalism background uh, and has worked with uh, Boston Globe, Boston.com, as well as the Patriot Ledger. She's the founder of Newport Interactive Marketers. She's a frequent speaker and guest lecturer at universities, including URI, Salve Regina, and the Naval War College. She's the co-founder of C. Rose Montessori. Uh, she also created the University of Rhode Island's first social media strategies course and has also won numerous awards for social media campaigns, including one called Ticknado, which is an interesting name. Every time I hear that, I think of Sharknado. <laughs> right, right. Well, that's probably uh, part of the inspiration. So welcome, Suzanne. Thank you for coming on our podcast. Thank you for having me. Yes, you are correct that Sharknado and Ticknado are very closely aligned. We were doing, I was leading a group of two other digital marketers and myself, and we had a team together where we were mentoring a group of URI students from the Harrington School. And we were brainstorming, we were having a brainstorming session before we met with the students for the last time. We were having a cookout at my house, and this whole Sharknado thing was blowing up. So... (laughs) Uh, one nice of, pun there. Yeah, one of the <laughs> one of the team members was saying, oh, "Wouldn't it be really funny?" I was like, "Okay, let's do it." And the professor who we were working with from Tick Encounter Resource Center was super excited. The students were were thrilled to do it. So we shot that in my backyard ahead of having our end of the you know end of the project cookout, and we won best viral video award for that. We were up against a talking dog. Oh, Ooh, well, yeah. you tough. beat a dog. Beat a that, dog yeah, that, when you beat a dog on social media right. viral, that's, yeah. Yeah, Especially you know you've a, arrived. Especially yeah. as a tick. Yeah. <laughs> so it was a super fun project. We worked with the students for six months um, and a lot of education, a lot of mentoring, and then we didn't actually pull any uh, content out until about two months before, but we had tremendous reach also. But the, the Ticknado thing was icing on the cake and super fun. We will definitely put the link to the Ticknado video in yeah. the show notes. Because it's like a minute, I would say. Oh, yeah. It's super short. I mean, it's just a spoof of the trailer, basically. Yeah. 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 And so you watch we're, not gonna, we're not going to give away any spoilers. No, but no spoilers. You have a role in that video. I do, yes. Yeah, everybody pretty much has a role in the video. <laughs> <laughs> but you're like main character, I would say. I'm the villain. 
You're the villain. <laughs> yes. Right. Well, every story needs a villain. So That's right. Yeah. Take it was fun. <laughs> so I have to say real quick, I'm a URI journalism alum. So nice. Yes. Awesome. Look, that's awesome. I didn't see the notes that you had developed the social media strategies. So that's yeah, very quite cool. a while ago. And then I've also taught semester, created and taught semester long courses at Framingham State University, which cool. is my alma mater. Nice. Yeah. So we're hoping you can help us teach some businesses today on how, you know, you know, there's so many marketing options out there mm-hmm. and it can be overwhelming and it's not like it used to be, right? Like you would open your business up, you would basically hang a sign, mm-hmm. maybe do the yellow mm-hmm. pages and uh, maybe radio TV, right? Well, print. what it used to be, I was entrenched in a newsroom for, you know, 15 years. So mm-hmm. I didn't come into marketing with the sense of what used to happen, it, I more came into it at a time when search engine optimization was really getting found on Google was really important. And then uh, just as social media was becoming crucial, and I think the issue now is that there are just so many options out there where um, where do you invest? What do you, where do you start? I work with so many clients who are really struggling with that, whether they are um, a franchise, you know, a corporate franchise group that has 45 free, 45 franchisees across the country or a solopreneur, right? Everyone is still grappling with the same issues of where do I invest? What can I actually handle? What's my ROI going to be? And where do I even start? And I spend a lot of time going to conferences. I, I was just telling someone that I logged, I think I've logged about 10,000 hours of training either at conferences or books or podcasts. I'm sure you guys are all um, studying up, but I particularly like the education piece and distilling all that content, all that information. How is this really going to play out and be successful for one particular client? It's super fun. It's like a puzzle. Yes. Cause mm. there's so many pieces. So yeah. And, and everyone's situation is completely unique. So, um, so it makes it really, really fun. So when you work with a client or you're helping a business or a solopreneur, or where do you even get started? Like, what is that starting point to help them along the process? Yeah, it's interesting. So at Newport Interactive Marketers, we our last talk was focused on, it was $1 billion wisdom for 1K brands. And we had a panel of big brands and, uh, and they were giving an insight on okay, what do we, what, what small budgets really, how can they benefit? Mm-hmm. And we spent a lot of time talking about it on the pre-call and they're like, let's talk about fundamentals. <laughs> like, okay, like let's not talk about fundamentals or let's talk about fundamentals and how, and what tools and things like that. But I think going back to branding, positioning, um, understanding what you have to offer. What I, how I like to think about it is how do you triangulate your offerings with someone's needs? And then also just what's happening in their world in the greater universe. So all these pieces come together and, um, and that's what makes it really fun. That's, I think where being a journalist helps is weeding out, okay, what's really important here. Um, when I was at the Boston Globe, I spent a lot of time writing headlines, Sometimes you'd spend an hour working on a headline, mm-hmm. um, and which makes it really easy to write a tweet. <laughs> yeah, or an email subject line, or right. there is so much 
in the written sense that plays into marketing. That yeah. you, and, and marketing can have several sides. Like you can ha- you can be very technical mm-hmm. and really understand analytics, you or a website backend. But then there's the content and the crafting the the headlines the right way to grab attention is is another side of it. So. Yeah, but also just what is the true essence of what your business has to offer, mm-hmm. and I think that that is something that, um, really it's, it's hard to do. It's really hard to do. And I think that most businesses would have a hard time doing it on their own. Yes. You need some type of coaching or or support, um, because most people just aren't that great at talking about themselves. Right. You can't see the label from inside the jar. Oh, we've used that. that. Not my saying that is from a former podcast guest, but you're in your own little, little world in your own little jar. So it from the outside in. And I think that that's where using techniques like search engine optimization and keyword research and what what people are talking about on Google, I think those are really key um, insights into what what the what the world is thinking about about what you do. Mm. So I find it very interesting. So would you say it's a cursing or a blessing that we have all these tools available to us because it can be you can pick the ones you want to use, but it can be overwhelming at the same time. Yeah, I think it all comes down to curation and editing. And as a journalist, I, I spent my time as an editor. Mm-hmm. I was a reporter long, long, long time ago, but um, spent most of my career in daily newspapers editing and understanding what being the reader advocate. Mm-hmm. What does the reader really want to know? And, and that translates into what does your customer really want to know? What do you have to provide them? So I think that those are the keys in terms of being really specific, or as they like to say, the riches are in the niches. I like that. But it's so hard, right, to decide, like, how do you, you know, don't call the baby ugly and all these kind of terms, like, or, you know, how do you pick a favorite child, right, Mm -hmm. if you're serving so many different audiences? And it's, it's really challenging, but that's where I would recommend Um, really doing some market research and setting up a hypothesis of, okay, I think that this is what this person is going to need. Or this is, you know, this is what my client, potential client may need. Mm -hmm. And then actually talking to people, you know, running some uh, PPC ads, you know, Google ads or Facebook ads, probably Facebook ads are more accessible to a small business owner um, and easier. Make sure you're using ads manager, but there are a lot of options out there. Um, just confirm your biases or reject them as the case may be when you're starting out and just in getting your, or even, you know, you're thinking about, um, we just had a conversation here, um, at innovate Newport with a small business owner who was talking about, do I move my business in this direction or that direction? And, you know, trying to, so it's not, not just a problem that's exclusive to small businesses and who are just starting out and even, at the panel for Newport Interactive Marketers, they were talking about building personas and like, oh, those personas have been around for a year or two. We're going to start building them again because mm-hmm. everything evolves and changes. Very true. People start, they, they kind of like maybe put together a marketing plan in the beginning and then they, they put it away in a book and never look at it again. <laughs> like that's not yeah. how it works. Things change. Things need to be revolving. And if you don't evolving. test it, you don't know if it's accurate. I right. like that point about testing stuff, especially because with social media or or doing some Google ads, you can do some testing fairly inexpensively these days. Yeah. You, know, you don't have to do like a whole focus group yeah. anymore. You, you <laughs> mentioned Facebook crazy. ads, Google ads, and then there was one you mentioned first. It was an acronym, and I didn't quite catch it. 
Oh, for PPC? SEO? Oh, PPC is, would be advertising on Google, basically. Oh, yeah. okay. Pay-per-click. Oh, pay-per-click. Yeah, okay, go. all right. So you are going to spell some PC, of this lingo PC, out, No right. drugs or anything. No, yeah, there you go. The well, other way. I, I didn't want... I was... <laughs> yeah. Okay. But in the, in the okay. past, for a client, they were running, mm, I don't know, hundreds of thousands of dollars of of magazine ads. Mm-hmm. And rather than just sitting around and everybody guessing what what should the headline say, what should the image be? This was mm, probably five years ago. We Facebook tested um, and split test. So we just changed the headline. The images, all the other copy were the same, right? But we had three headline choices and we um, targeted to our specific audience. We knew who they were, right? Because they subscribed to a specific magazine in a specific industry. That is a hobby that's mostly men. Mm-hmm. And it's so interesting because the the headline that that somebody really wanted was tools that work. And what came out of the results was something totally different that was sort of like, well, let's just try this. And my analysis afterward was that this is somebody's hobby. And including the word work is like really tarnishing the their hobby. Mm-hmm. So that, and, you know, they would have ran that ad, it probably would not have performed as well. So that's just one kind of quick and easy way, especially if you're going to make a big spend, to go ahead and do that research. That's, well, that's very cool. It's kind of Back like, to the inside of the jar thing. It's like yeah. you can't see the label from the outside. So yeah. you think you know what will work for your And audience. I think we spent like $300. Wow. Right. So we spent, you know, 1% of the budget basically to yeah. figure that out. And you got some great feedback. Yeah. And something that was really resonated with the audience. Yeah, yeah, it was it was a fun little project and, and saved them a lot of money. When you say like before, we didn't have like that option to test things like that. I just picture like Mad Men and Donald Draper like sitting in the room in a yeah. room, and he's like, "This is the slogan, and this is the way it will be." And now right. we're like, "Well, actually, Don, we're going to test that on Facebook, right. three or four ad copies, <laughs> and we're going to split test that in the ad set with different demographics. We'll get back to you, actually." Right, right, yeah. Poor and Don. he would look at you and say, "What was your name, girly?" <laughs> Uh, Go get me a coffee. Yes. (laughs) Or a scotch. Yes, scotch. Ouch. So times have changed. And I think that business, it's, it's, you know, so I said a blessing or a curse because I think business owners can feel cursed because they can feel overwhelmed, but it can be a curse because you can do things like this and you can pick and choose what's going to work for you. And you have in one of your, your bullet points in your notes is educate yourself without over-educating. So how Mm -hmm. do you advise your clients to do that? Yeah, I mean, it's so I work with um, a marketing team that they don't have time to be reading every single blog post or podcast or whatever. They're running... They're running their business. Most right. business owners are running their business. And if your business is SEO, then fine. Digest all that information all the time, 24-7. But um, for the most part, you really need to be looking at the much bigger picture. Um, and I think it's important to learn enough so that you can really maximize that relationship that, you know, if you're bringing in someone from the outside, just so, save so much time, right? That that person's not going to need to charge you if they need to sit down and explain, okay, this is what happened in Google and this is where we're at. Like the whole history of whatever, um, just fast forward and by getting, not that you need to get into the weeds and understand how to do it yourself, but how do you educate yourself to the extent that you can have, um, a much 
more meaningful conversation with whether it's in-house or an outsourced expert. So like, for instance, if you were building a house, you probably wouldn't want to build it yourself, but you would be hiring a team of contractors, but you should probably know some basics. Like, do I need porcelain tiles or do I need this type of siding or this type of shingle? But you don't necessarily know the breadth of like all the different you know, materials. That's what the... Well, the dis- codes that you have to follow, things like oh, yeah. that. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. That's what you rely on. Yeah. And this is actually pretty relevant because I just oversaw a $200,000 renovation at Ciro's Montessori School for the new schoolhouse. Mm-hmm. So exactly, you know, like I need to know, I, you know, need sinks like this and, and this is where I'm going to procure them. But as far as like we had... ADA, Americans with Disabilities Specialists, come in and tell us exactly how everything needed to be and the door handles need to be like this, like that. For me to spend all that time, like, no. (laughs) Not a good use of it. Right. And I wouldn't have done it nearly as well. Mm -hmm. So I I think for a small business owner, it's really important to get a sense of, okay, when is it important to know enough, but not too much. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's funny because I've sat in meetings with with clients who, or prospective clients who try to roll out all these terms to try to impress you or maybe like try to trick you. <laughs> and I'm just going to drop this keyword in here, or this term right. in here and see if she knows. Like it's yeah, like, no a idea what it means, but. <laughs> yeah. And, and I think, you know, it's okay to, to like, don't try to overemphasize or aggrandize your information because somebody who's truly an expert will um, mm-hmm. you know, be able to sort of see through that and then maybe wonder like, oh, you know, <laughs> I don't know about this person. Yeah, you know, and that's the other piece too, is that it's kind of a two-way street, mm-hmm. you know, in terms of who you're going to work with. And, and one thing too that I say all the time is there are so many great resources of talent with Newport Interactive Marketers and all across Rhode Island that there are experts we have national experts who speak at our, our at our monthly events, usually, and panelists, and you know, give full on PowerPoint presentations and how tos, and they're all kind of in our backyard. So if you are answering a call from somebody who's offering to get you to the top of Google, hang up yeah. because the people who really are experts um, are not cold calling anyone, yeah. and that that if there's a budget to pay telemarketers to do lead gen, yeah. then that's that's really where your money is going. It's not going into your website, for example, because mm. I hear that a lot. You also get <laughs> a lot of like those kind of clickbait or even on the calls, like if it sounds too good to be true, like it probably, it probably is. Probably yes. Is. Let me say, yeah, yeah. You know, like the yeah. marketers who are like, I'll have you to the first page of Google in two days or yeah, I can do your website just like that for $500. Right. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> just, right. Justin's look on his face. <laughs> yeah. You can do a website for $500. You probably wouldn't want to use it to market your business. Correct. Oh, details. And, but I think like on your point too is like local, like where there's wherever you are located, there are marketers who specialize in certain things and you're in just in your neighborhood, your community turn to some experts that are trusted and have a reputation. They have a reputation on the line if they're working locally and they're giving advice freely and doing these like through Newport um, interactive marketing group. Mm -hmm. If they're out there spending their time educating people to me, that, that shows that they're trustworthy, that they're reputable. Or as I like to say, you'll see them at the grocery store. Yeah, so they're not gonna. They're not, <laughs> they're not gonna, gonna you know ditch you in the yeah. middle of a project. Yeah, mm. exactly. They're not gonna leave you. So with hey. with all these options that are out there, how do you decide which one is wh- the best way to go? As far as you know, I mean, 
which expert do you go to see? How do you, you know, as a small business, like you said, we, we need to be uh, concentrating specifically on what we know how to do the best. Right. So how do we find that person that's going to fill that need for us and make sure that they're a good quality person for that? And we've talked about in the, that in the past podcasts, but... Um, it's real easy to get so caught up with all the choices you have and go, oh, crap, what do I do now? <laughs> Who right. do I pick? Where do I go? Right. Should I go for Facebook ads? Should I be looking at Google? So, Yeah, I would say that a lot of it, that's a lot of what I do with clients is figuring out, okay, well, you know, if, if we're building a building that's going to last, you know, for for building a campaign that is going to work now and then work three years from now, especially with content, which was primarily my background. Mm-hmm. How do we how do we build something that will last? Um, then I think that's a big piece of understanding not just what's working, what's going to work, and where where the whole field is headed, mm-hmm. so that you have a good understanding of where you're going and invest in ways that will pay off on the long term. But that's specific to every business. Now, do you have a lot of clients that will that not really know where to start and kind of just oh, yeah. paralyzed because they don't know where to go from there? Mm. Yeah. I, lately, I've had a lot of, of, successful, of successful people in their career who are looking to launch a second career. You know, so they are a CFO or they're a small business owner and they have, they're in a position where they're going to sell off or, or retire from that one particular business and they're looking for their next chapter and, uh, super interesting and fun to work with people who have been successful in the past and bring them to their greatest and highest good, um, in the next chapter of their lives. And so, but a lot of it is they've worked in a business that's established, they may not remember what it was like to, to be the startup or may have not started it up themselves or, you know, when everything, when you self fund everything, like every little penny counts basically. Yeah. Yeah. So you want to make sure that you're investing properly. So it's super fun to work with them. And primarily what we start out with is I have, um, some proprietary tools to help walk them through the branding and positioning process. Not so much from a, this is what your logo should look like, but more from a, who are you? What do you have to offer? Why are people interested? And, uh, and that's really fun. Mm-hmm. That's a good, that's a good process to start with there too. Yeah. And, and also with one particular client, is this the business that you really want to be in? You know, like, it's great that you have this idea. Are you really committed to this? Because this is a whole new chapter. This is a whole new animal. And um, something that may be really appealing right now um, with any business, eventually, it's like rearing children, right? You love them, but they're a lot of work. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes. And eventually that that newness wears off quick. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, I I mean, it's, it's super fun and interesting to work with them and to see, you know, and then... There's also, I also have clients who are, what direction am I going to go in in my business? Mm -hmm. Because I have all these different paths. And so just mapping out, okay, again, what do you really want to be focusing on? You know, are there ways that you can outsource certain pieces of it so that you can grow and scale? Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, it's fun. So you talked before about hypothesis. Mm -hmm. And um, how do you... How do you walk your clients through that? I mean, I mean, 
expand on that a little bit? Sure. Yeah. Well, there are a lot of ways to do it um, from a from a much broader perspective in terms of. Um, I work with this type of client, but not that type of client, right? In your messaging, so from a broad perspective, like you have to put a stake in the ground, right? This is who I, this is who I talk to, this is who I help, um, and that's really hard. I mean, something I'm constantly working on for myself. It seems like every week I'm like, oh wait, I should revise this, I should revise that. But then also, you know, really basic things like we always for Newport Interactive Marketers, we always split test our email subject lines, you know, so MailChimp free tool up to 2000 subscribers, um, will let you decide, okay, I'm going to write this headline or this subject line this way and this one this way. And there's different, you know, you can even change who it comes from. Does it come from Suzanne at NIM or NIM or Newport Interactive Marketers? There's all these different things that you can do and you can look at it and see what, what's most effective based on your open rates what we've done is mostly focus on subject lines, right? Because I think that's what most people are deciding. That's the most important factor. Mm, right. Um, I think images is probably less of um, an important thing because a lot of people don't even open images. Or they don't load the images in their phone, so they're not even seeing them. So if you're going to test one thing, sit down, and I've done this where I'll write 10 variations of an email subject line. Um, yeah. But also, so when we're promoting NIM events will have uh, about four emails go out, and each one of those emails will have a different focus. And each one, each of those emails will have at least two subject lines that we're going to test out, and just let's see what works. You know, do do people want a lot of content in that field? My gut says no, mm-hmm. because most people are looking at it on their phones and they're only seeing a very short snippet. Right. Um, but and then, what information do you front load? Who is that geared towards? So there's all different ways that you can do it, and and that's just one piece of it. But um, Facebook ads, another um, great split testing tool. You know, you have two different images, you have two different headlines. You're going to test a video versus a still image. Um, yeah, but other tools that are out there, um, low cost tools. You know, some keyword research tools, um, spy foos, see what your competitors are doing, um, and that's not necessarily related to split testing, but um, I know everybody loves tools. I love tools. I always <laughs> yeah, push right. it. Like, let's hear some tools. Um, but also some tools that I think are interesting is, um, oh, now it's escaping me. But uh, keyword tools, Google Analytics, that's mm-hmm. one thing that came up in the panel. Uh, and it's interesting. You know, we had all these people who were touching a billion dollars worth of marketing every year. And... What are we talking about? We're talking about free tools. Like, yeah, Google Analytics is still the best. Yeah. Um, you know, so the things like that also landing page optimization, you know, there's you can set up little splash pages um with tools like Unbounce. Um and just, you know, really basic things like right. okay, fifty percent of the traffic is gonna go to this versus fifty percent is gonna go to that. Right. So you can you can split test through the, the landing pages too yeah. and, and see which one is converted. But I think even if you don't have time to if you don't have time to set up two separate landing pages, you know, where the only difference may be the image, the one thing that you really should focus on is making sure that whatever the ad copy is and the images matches. Because if you think about the average, like I'm looking at your screen right now and it's got fifteen different tabs open. Right. So 
right. typically what most people do, especially, you know, if, while you're waiting for a page to load, is you're moved on to the next thing. Yep. So, so if, bad, yeah. if what's on that page that I clicked on does not match what I just saw, then um, it's a disconnect. You know, right. It's a disconnect. disconnect yeah. Right. Sure. So yeah. I'm more likely to be like, oh, I don't know what that is. Click, click. I'm right. out. I'm done. Yeah. You got to keep the scent of the campaign throughout. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And that, and that helps your branding too, because <clears throat> if you're doing offline marketing and you're keeping a consistent, a consistent look and feel mm-hmm. for the overall brand, then, you know, that's going to create that touch point. So, yeah, but I, I can think of times where I've clicked on probably like a social media ad or something like that. And it's brought me through. So it was like maybe for a product or a specific yeah. blog and it brings you through to a homepage mm-hmm. and you're like, mm, I don't have time for this. Like you need to yeah. go directly to that specific campaign, right. that specific image. And it just needs to be user friendly. And I think that there are exceptions to the rule, like with anything. So in our next Newport Interactive Marketing event, we're getting all different types of groups, networking groups. So uh, Newport County Chamber, Discover Newport, Providence Geeks, Siren Women's Co-op. We're just getting as nice. many groups as we can so we can uh, hashtag let's grow RI. Um, and one of our co-hosts said, hey, you know, I don't really want to send everybody to the link that we normally use, which is bit.ly slash NIM events, mm-hmm. because that is all our events page. So can I just send them to the RSVP page? And, and my reasoning for that is I want you to get a better sense of what, what NIM has to offer, right? What our various speakers are so that, you know, if I send you just the networking page, then maybe that's what you think. That's all we do. But really out of 10 events that we do a year, that's one. Gotcha. And, and all the other ones are very education focused. So we network for an hour and then focus on the education piece for an hour. And is NIM open to anybody to join any of the local businesses? Yeah. Or how does it work? Yeah. Yep. So they're free to attend. If you'd like, you can become a supporting member. Right now, the membership is $99 for the year. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a bunch of perks that we're rolling out. The biggest perk is probably you have access to the media library. So we have audio and video recordings, probably about 30 of them posted right now. So, um, you know, if you want to go back and focus on the Facebook ads talk or the DIY PR talk, um, you can go ahead and watch that. And we're also starting to roll out some worksheets so that, okay, you came, you listened, or you watched, but how do you actually activate that that knowledge and, and helping we work a lot with our speakers to really hone in on what are the key takeaways. Nice. So that's another part. Well, but welcome to attend. key takeaways, um, just as a recap, so... For someone, small business, lean budget, limited time, things they need to focus on to really get the most out of their marketing. Yeah, well, I would say, you know, make sure that you're educating yourself. Don't don't hire somebody or don't consider outsourcing anything until you have at least a basic understanding of what that role is and what you can expect to get out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes that's just a matter of talking to people. One thing with NIM is like, you know, we have all these experts who are having a glass of wine right next to you. You can just ask a question. <laughs> um, or, you know, of our presenters, we're very interactive. So that's one piece. Um, also, you got to hypothesize. you got to come up with campaigns and audiences, messaging, 
Um, I think we're going to move in this direction and, and go for it. And then take the time to assess, use free tools like Google Analytics, um, test, be test, split test. testing. Yeah. yeah, testing. That seems to be a keyword, the testing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and also it's kind of liberating, right? That, you know, okay, I don't have to have it a hundred percent mapped out, or I don't have to pay somebody $5,000 to come up with something. And, um, it's, it's very interesting how much money goes toward something that could just be split test pretty easily, mm. you know, and like you're paying a lot of people to guess where it's like, Oh, if you just ran the campaign, then you'd know. <laughs> awesome. True. Well, Really appreciate you coming and sitting with us today and My pleasure. sharing your knowledge with our audience. Uh, it was great having you. If someone wanted to get in touch with you to either learn more or work with you, how do they get in touch with you? Probably the easiest thing is to go to my website, anglesandinsights.com. And if you go to my contact page, there's a calendar built in, another free tool. Uh, <laughs> you can book me. Also, there's Calendly. But you can actually set up a time to chat with me directly uh, over the phone and pick a time that works for you. That's probably the easiest way. Nice. Fantastic. All right. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. And this is going to do it for this episode. Yes, it is. And until next week, see you later. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us today. And as always, you can find the back episodes of our podcast on Apple Podcasts. And you can also find us on our YouTube channel. Both of them are the Marketing Essentials team. You can find us on the web at marketingessentialsteam.com. And if you subscribe through our website, you'll receive a weekly email and letting you know when each episode has been published. Also, you'll receive a link to subscriber-only content. You can also find us on Facebook and our private Facebook group. Just search Little Roadie Marketing Support Group. It's a great place for other marketing professionals and business owners where we can share marketing advice, challenges, and general trends. Hope to see you there.